Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Well, hey there, how's it going, eh? This is What You've Been Playing Wednesday, and this is a special weekly episode where content creators collaborate to bring you all the games that they've been playing recently. And on this episode, we not only will be talking about the games we've been playing recently, but we may also talk about the games that we haven't been playing recently. So you get what you've been playing and what you've not been playing. And as always, please remember to check out the show notes for the links to the content creators and sit back and enjoy. Hello, everybody. This is Rob and Anna-Marie from the Meeple Dungeon. Hello. And we are back again recording for the What You've Been Playing Wednesdays podcast. But this week, it is not What You've Been Playing. It's What You've Not Been Playing. Ooh, with a twist. We're supposed to be talking about (laughs) games that we have on our shelf that we haven't got to play yet that we want to play, but haven't played for various reasons. Um, Anna-Marie, why don't you tell them about your game? All right. I had to to whittle it down. Yeah, to be to be clear, we have a bunch. We have a few, but a lot of them are are campaign games. So yes. they yeah, so they they take time and effort and and so it's planning yeah. out when that time can happen. But because it's there's nothing worse than the starting and then you have to stop no, and you stop no, forever and then for you sure. have to start up again. So one the one that I chose. Um, actually got as a birthday present. Yes. Um, well, it was supposed to be for my birthday, but it didn't come because it was on order. And like, we all know, you never Shipping. know when those are going to come. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a total surprise. I didn't know what was coming, but that is uh, Sleeping Gods. So this game is uh, designed and the art done by Ryan Lockett and published by Red Raven Games. Yeah. Sleeping Gods. Yeah. It. Oh, it's just this looks is high on so my list as good. well. <laughs> oh, I know. So good. We've we've played um, uh, above and below, but we also have near and far here that we haven't played yet. Yeah, and we have now or right never now. coming that we are obviously haven't played yet. <laughs> but but this then Sleeping one, God falls in there, yeah. in between there. But I think it's not like connected, but it's in the same world. Oh, it just looks neat, like a cooperative game. You're trying to like find your way home um, yeah you're on a steamship right yeah yeah like a collecting collecting relics i think yeah and there's um, these... like the gods have left behind and yeah. and it's yeah. just a big narrative story and the and you're there's a yeah you're you're on the steamship and there's monsters in the deep and they're coming up and yeah well i mean you're just on the wandering sea it looks really really good it just looks really neat almost like you're in a dream and you're just yeah having to get back from that dream and <laughs> yeah and it's funny because you say um, Sleeping Gods, and it's just, yeah, Near and Far we haven't even got to. I and know. Near and Far is more of a narrative than, say, Above and Below, so that kind of leads to where, like, I think if we'd played Near and Far first, we'd have a good idea of what uh, Sleeping Gods is going to be offering. 
Um, so maybe that's maybe that's a good thing. Maybe yeah, it'll be nice to have uh, to go with the sleeping gods having not played um, near and far yet. So yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I think we'll just. I think we will move right into sleeping gods and get to near and far, maybe down the yeah down the road. But yeah, that's that was high on my list as well. Yeah, um, I I really want to get that to the table. Yeah, I was kind of honestly that was one of the one of three I was yeah. I was considering <laughs> the most when we were doing this. So yeah, the game that I uh, wish we had played by now, um, <laughs> and we're not getting anywhere near we're playing not getting anywhere anytime closer. soon was purchased way back in 2016. Oof. Yeah. And it sat there in the big box on the bottom shelf for, well... Because yeah, it has to be on the bottom shelf. It has I can to. already tell what you're crush talking whatever about. Whatever else is underneath it. Yeah. And I'm talking about Kingdom Death Monster. Yeah. This is... Uh, Intimidating. Yeah. Designed by Adam <laughs> Poots. Art by Zine Chin, Lokman Ham, Lorinda Tomko, and published by Kingdom Death. In this game, I remember seeing the original uh, Kickstarter mm-hmm. come out, and it had uh, just cool stuff, and that and it was I knew it was super expensive. And this is back before we really understood how Kickstarter worked and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I saw the price tag, and it was holy! Like Yikes. I didn't know there was board games that cost this kind of money. So, and I wasn't into backing things at that point and i figured you could just get games off the shelf or whatever right and that's not the case with this game so uh, luckily they did a second print run a year later like i got in on that kickstarter just because i thought it looked ridiculously cool because it has all the crazy minis and and stuff and it takes place in like that in like a uh death world like it's its own world where it's like a i haven't even like dove into to it because i know that it's not coming out anytime soon no no it's not gonna it's not gonna i just know what you've kind of told me about it but it says yeah that it's set in a unique nightmarish world devoid of most natural resources both of our sorry both of our games are about like dream states and stuff i wonder if that's it's kind of weird well yeah i don't know (laughs) it says um you control a settlement at the dawn of of its existence you're fighting Mm -hmm. monsters crafting weapons and gear develop your settlement to ensure your survival from generation to generation so it's huh, it's a very campaigny long game and it's the minis in it there's oh there's i think so that's many. part of like the main reason that that hasn't come out yet well no but they also only did limited print run that's it done yeah no i mean that that it hasn't come out um oh, hasn't to the to table. table oh yeah is because they're not just minis you have to build them yeah you and have they're to not build like them. And that's here, something insert I, here. It's like they're ones that we've never done, right? No, we have to like because that's something I didn't understand when I purchased it. I yeah. thought that these minis came put together, and no, no, they come in sheets of plastic that you have to like cut out and break apart and get glue the glue. Together. And you got to glue them together properly and step yeah. by step. And it's just and a who huge has time process. For that? No, so, yeah, I don't have any time for that. So it's going to sit there <laughs> on its shelf for the foreseeable future because we are not going to get to this anytime soon. I just wish we had. Oh, for sure. It just sure. looks so good. But we also told ourselves that we wouldn't play it until we finished Gloomhaven. And we're really close to finishing we're Gloomhaven. We're close, but we're not but there I, yet. But I still believe that we're not. It won't be the next thing we get to. It'll be Frosthaven. But I feel like, yeah, but I feel like at least once we finish Gloomhaven, we can maybe start looking at the minis and 
and start that while we're playing campaigns yeah. so that when we're ready to play the game, we're actually ready to play oh, the yeah. game. And I, I expect that we'll probably have to start looking at that stuff like a year prior to when we yeah. want to play it so that we get it out and start gluing things. I think and, that's that should be our game plan. Yeah. To get that so. one to the table. But oh, I just wish we'd played it. It just looks so, so good. <laughs> just think it's going to be that much sweeter when we actually get <laughs> yeah. to it. <laughs> I know. Well, yes, that's true. But I, it's honestly not going to be anytime soon. We're, it'll be... It'll be a few years from now before Probably. we get to that, if I had to wager a guess. But, yeah, that's our two games. Uh, we wish we'd played what yep. we're not playing right now, Sleeping which have not been playing is Sleeping Kingdom Gods Death Monster. and Kingdom Death Monster. we got to run. We'll see you next week. Cheers. See ya. Hello, I am A.A. Ron Milich. And I'm Royce Calverley. And we are definitely a board game podcast. Podcast, definitely about board games, except when they're not. And we're back on What You've Been Playing Wednesday. Royce, what have you been playing on Wednesday? Or what haven't I been playing? Ooh. Yeah. You could look at yeah, it this is way. a special What You've Been Playing. This is What You Have Not Been Playing. Uh, oh. This is our list of games off of our shelf of opportunity that we haven't <laughs> played with yet. Right. And... I had a little bit of a hard time choosing one, mostly because while at one time my shelf of opportunity uh, was not so large, but over the pandemic, it's grown in leaps and bounds. So I figured I'd pick something that had been on there from before. And I think this might be the oldest unplayed game in my collection. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this is Millennium Blades. Hmm. So Millennium Blades was released in 2016 by Level 99 Games. It's designed by D. Brad Talton Jr. And it's just a theme that is just insane. Uh, You are playing a fictional CCG game, collectible card game, like Magic the Gathering or something like that. And you are literally building your deck, playing the game, acquiring like cards that are special cards. You're getting random boosters to see what cards you get, just like you would with a collectible card game. And then you're competing in tournaments with that deck. Hmm. So the game is about building a deck and playing in tournaments with it, just as if you're playing Magic the Gathering. So it's Magic the Gathering, the game, but not the game of Magic the Gathering, but the game of playing Magic the Gathering. (laughs) Okay, that's not confusing at all. No, and it sounds amazing, and it, it I, I, it's really highly rated on BGG. I can't imagine why it's not a huge amount of fun, and yet I've never been able to get it off my shelf of opportunity. I just don't get it. So I'm, this is it. This is the one I'm going to put a push on. I'm going to see if I can get it off the t- off the shelf and onto the table because I really want to play Millennium Blades. Is this one of those ones that would do better with more players? Is that why? I think that's part of it. Uh, it's best with three or four, apparently. Um, I don't know. I just It'll play two to five. I just haven't been able to get it off for whatever reason. Either the theme is maybe too confusing or too meta. Maybe there are people that don't like meta themes, and this is definitely a meta theme. I mean, you're playing the game of playing Magic the Gathering. Like It's just... I don't know, but for whatever reason, maybe it's the art. It has a very sort of striking anime style art. And at least one of our game group didn't like that at the time. Uh, I I don't know. Okay. I'm hoping to get it to the table real soon. All right. Well, my game off the shelf of opportunity, as you called it, 
uh, yep. and not the shelf of shame, as we were calling it before we started hitting record. <laughs> uh, mine is still in its shrink, so that should give you an idea. I bought Calico. I'll admit it. I bought it. Everyone was going on and on and on about it. I typically like these kinds of games. Um, Calico is Kevin Russ, AEG 2020. Um, I bought it for my own little game group uh, because uh, they own cats and they love cats. Uh, and when I gave them the opportunity to pick a game from my large collection, uh, I was assuming this would be the first one. And instead they picked Tiny Epic Dinosaurs. So apparently they like dinosaurs more than cats. No, no, that makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely perfect sense. They are cat lovers. They appreciate cats. And I don't care. Stupid Calico has the stupidest cover I have ever seen on any game. If you're going to put a freaking cat on your game and call your game Calico, make the cat a Calico cat. Yes, I know Calico is the name of a a, a knitting or quilting term, and I know it's about quilting too, but that's not what's on the cover. The cover isn't like a giant quilt. It's a little bit of a quilt with a giant cat, and it's called Calico, and it's not a Calico. Anyway. If you want to hear my full rant on this, please listen to episode 41 of Definitely a Board Game Podcast, where I go on much, much longer about the stupidity of he not does. having a Calico cat on the, on the box for Calico. And this is the honest reason why I picked this game is because I wanted to see Royce's head explode yet again. <laughs> we will have a word with Beth Sobel, who illustrated this game. About. I think that when they told her, they said, put a cat on, and they didn't tell her the game was called Calico, because I believe Beth would have drawn a Calico cat. Maybe she didn't know what Calico was like me. No, nothing. All right, fine. <laughs> if you like what we're talking about, if you want to hear more of our crazy antics, head over to Definitely Board Game Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, iHeartRadio. I don't know why we always promote iHeartRadio. I know nothing about them. We're everywhere where podcasts live. And if you want to talk to us, if you want to have a lengthy discussion with Royce about Calico, <laughs> email us at definitelyport at gmail.com. Or you could leave a tweet on Twitter at BoardDefinitely or Facebook message us at DefinitelyBoard. And if you still can't get enough of us, we have a guild on Board Game Geek. I've still not been <laughs> Definitely Board Game Podcast. Check it out there. I don't know. Royce, anything else before we go? If you're in the Toronto area and want to play Millennium Blades, let me know. Yeah, because apparently I've been fired from <laughs> from the group and potentially the podcast. <laughs> Royce, anything else? Not a thing. Say goodbye, Royce. Goodbye, Royce. Bye, Calico. What up, gamers? I'm Jason. I'm Julie, and together we're Dice and Dragons. And you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram at Dice and Dragons, or on Twitter at Dice and Dragon. And what day is it today, Julie? I believe it's What You've Been Playing Wednesdays. Are you sure about that? Uh, no, actually, you told me it's What We've Not Been Playing Wednesdays. Yeah, so this is a special episode. We're going to talk about games that we have not been playing. So that's really going to include anything that has not been on the table in a while or has never gone to the table. We really want to make sure that it's, uh, you know, a nice amount of time since we've played the game. There's one I almost put on the list, but I realized it was actually played fairly recently. And don't worry, guys, I talked to Cardboard Conjecture, and if you've seen our videos and this nice giant collection, we're allowed to talk about everything we have in the collection. Isn't that right, Julie? Uh, better not be.
Why? Because you'll keep talking and I'll fall asleep. Oh, you sure you're not asleep right now? <laughs> so I think I'll go in first because I know you have a lot to say on the subject. I um, I really wish we had time to play Lex, Fi- Lex Files. Yes, X-Files Legendary. <laughs> hey, you know what? That is a nice abbreviation for you. You can now call it Lex Files if you want. Yes, Legendary X-Files Encounters. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, we've talked about it. I don't know where, but we've talked about it. I miss... It's one of my favorite games, and, and uh, we really haven't played it in a long time. Actually, we talked about it on Cardboard Conjecture. Yes, we did. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so what about one for you? Now, not everything in the collection. What's one right now that you really wish we could have played? So there are two games that I'm going to list. one. One. Okay, well, <laughs> it's going to be two because these are games that we have not had a chance to play yet. And one is Gears of War, the board game. That's just not the type of game that you want to play. Although it is, it looks like a really fun cooperative game. I got it because it was out of print and I was lucky enough to find it and just having a chance to get it to the table. Now the other game, and it's mainly because just timing wise was bad since we got Descent Legends of the Dark is Madara. I really wanted to get Madara to the table. It was a long wait for the game to arrive. There, there was some assembly that needed to be done. Uh, in terms of some of the components, that's not all completed yet, but I'm going to get it done. And once we get caught up on our campaign games, hopefully we can get that one to the table. Okay. So those are the ones that we just, they're brand new and we haven't had a chance to play. I think uh, there, there's one that you mentioned wanting to play and uh, the big guy staring down at you right now. No, you've talked about Cthulhu. <laughs> Jason really, he's been like, oh, let's play some Death May Die. Yes, I have been really itching to play Death May Die. It's a lot of fun. I'd say it's probably, I think, one of our favorite games, although I think I need to get Julia to play it again just to reawaken her love of it. I'm still never going to forget the day that she was playing the pyrokinetic girl that was also a little psychotic and had fun having her insanity trigger because she would just be murdering cultists left, right, and center. For a second there, I was like, what did I marry? Is she a person? I wasn't quite sure. (laughs) Actually, the other thing that, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, that that I wish we could have played, and we haven't because uh, of the pandemic, is uh, Harry Potter. Uh, Which one? We have a lot of Harry Potter to play. Uh, the one that has the super giant pack of cards that uh, you like the house rule. Oh, Hogwarts Battle. Yes. Yeah, we, we were playing the game with uh, a few friends. We've gone part way through it. I think we were on year five with uh, the Cyber Bard uh, and his wife. And I know you were hoping that we would find some time to get uh, to get that completed. I also can think of a game that you would enjoy that we have not gone back to the table. We almost brought it with us uh, when we had some vacation time, but uh, we really didn't have time to play that many games. What about Wingspan? Yeah, but that hasn't been... It, it's been less than a year. Since it's been probably like 11 months since we've got Wingspan to the table. That's possible because <laughs> it was right around your birthday. Yeah, and we played it while you were on paternity leave. 
So yeah, <laughs> it's right around a year. It's it's crazy just how quickly time goes by. I mean, I'm looking at a game that's been sitting on our shelf for about two years now. Got it for a great deal. Sometimes you find stuff like board games in TJ Maxx when you're visiting your parents out of you know in the U.S. There's Star Trek Panic, which is a cooperative Star Trek game. With the amount of Star Trek we watch, I figured we'd get to the table, but lo and behold, it's still sitting on the shelf, and I would love like to get it back. However, I think there's one game that's probably the one that we should end on because we will be getting it back to the table soon, but we have not been playing it and I'm going to give Julie a few clues. So maybe she'll be able to figure out what game it is. Yeah, we're having fun with this episode, everyone. Hopefully you're enjoying it. This is a game that has been on your top 10 list. Any guesses? Yeah, 10. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I gotta walk myself into that one. It is a campaign game. Yeah, that maybe limits it to eight. <laughs> your your top ten list was not eight campaign games. It was more like three or four. It takes place in an IP. Yeah, okay. We do not have that many IP campaigns. I, you just don't want to play. The, the thing that comes to mind now is uh, uh, Star, um, Star Wars. Well, I would love to be getting Star Wars Imperial Assault back to the table. That is another one we've not played in a while. However, there's unfortunately no expansions for it. Oh, we do have the about Lord of the Rings. Yes, you got it. We're, I am talking yes, about Lord of the Rings. you've been talking about it a lot, so I didn't think you'd be leading off with that. But we haven't been playing it. So, yes. Has it been more than a year? Since the last expansion, it was right about a year. It might yeah, be a little... Yeah, the, the little guy was around, so it's been it's been at most a year. Yeah, it's, it's close. I Because rem- we usually get the big box and the small expansion. So I believe it was right around now that we have the small box expansion that was on the table. So yes, that one we'll be getting back out once the spreading one I concur. Works. I can say that when this comes in, uh, right now we have something in the table... Uh, in the vaulted area, we have something on top of the table. If Lord of the Rings were to come up, come out now, I would say that's fine. We're playing on the dining room table. <laughs> that goes to show you how much she enjoys the game. And just to clarify one thing with Imperial Assault, we could get it back to the table. We actually do have the Red Jack cards for the automated Imperial. Maybe we'll get that out one day, but it's another one where we just don't have the time. As Julie says, we've got like three, we got four campaigns going on at the moment right now. We need to get some of them done before we start a new campaign. So I think that's it for us here. And we need to remind everyone to keep playing games. Hey there, this is Norm from the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And I'm Ryan from the Cardboard Conjecture Podcast. And uh, we are, are also part of the bigger picture, which is Bridge City Board Gamers here in Saskatoon. And uh, on our Facebook page, we have uh, What You Been Playing Wednesday. And uh, this first time we get to do it uh, together. We, yeah, we just about confused ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we just decided... Let's just kill two birds with one stone here. Let's yeah, record let's, together. Yeah, let's Everybody just, else is doing it. Yeah, well, why do we have to be separate? We don't have to be separate. So, uh, yeah, what you've been playing Wednesday, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about, you know, games. I want to talk about mm, 
donuts. <laughs> I'm going to talk about dollars oh, to donuts. Donuts. Uh, designed by Molly Johnson, Robert Melvin, and Sean Stankwich, which are the lovely folks over at Flat Out Games. Now, it doesn't say published by Flat Out Games. It actually says published by Crafty Games, but this is the Flat Out Games feeling. And in Dollars to Donuts, it's a tile-laying game where all the tiles have these half donuts on them. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to play them out on your board. And as you play them out on your board, you're either going to get complete matches, which are going to get you victory points, or you're going to get half matches, which are going to get you dollars. Hence the Dollars to Donuts <laughs> Type thing, And you're going to need to do those mismatches to get those dollars because that is actually how you acquire the tiles in this game. And you're going to do this. You're going to place down the tiles, get some, do- get some dollars, get some donuts, and eventually probably want to fulfill some contracts. There's some customers that want some specific types of donuts. And you can change in your victory point tokens for a little bit better return. And there's a little bit of set collecting going on there, but that's neither here nor there. You're going to make all of your points by matching the donuts, fulfilling customers, and getting all the dollars. Man, are we having a lot of fun with this one. This is one that my six-year-old son, Regan, has really latched onto. Um, He's really, really trying to figure out that, hey, I don't have any money. I need to get some dollars. I need to do some (laughs) mismatches. But I really, really, really want the donuts because I want to get the policeman um, card or something like that. Yeah. Of course, there's got to be a policeman card because police and donuts. Hey, yeah, I get the that. joke. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, dollars of donuts. It's exactly what you're going to think it is. It's family friendly. Um, it's not a brain burner, but it's just good classic fun. And these are the games that I've been really um, drawn to lately. Are these good classic fun? The folks over there at Flat Out Games. You're knocking it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Uh, Point Salad is another really fantastic game that we've really, really enjoyed. Um, Calico, Cascadia. They're knocking it out. Knocking it out of the park. So good job. I want more dollars to donut type games. I want those card games. I want them all. I'm (laughs) kicking myself for there was a gamer's garage sale here on the weekend, and I missed out on getting Truffle Shuffle. At a really ridiculous price. So I might just have to go to the store and pick it up. Just go buy it. Just go buy it. <laughs> cool. Norm, what you been playing? Um, I've been playing a game that I hope to play again this week. And I hope to play it again some more. Because this is a game that I want to review. And if I give it a review, I want to get in some good depth. And this is Mind Management, designed by Jay Cormier and Sen Phun Lim. Uh, the art, we have to talk about the art because it's basically this is off the page games, which is a new publishing company that uh, the Bamboozle Brothers put together. And uh, the initiative of this is to uh, create games of IPs of graphic novels, if I, if I got this just correctly from our interviews with them. Mm-hmm. And um, so mind management, we got to talk about uh, the artist, which is Matt Kent. And uh, this is... Uh, uh, a book series that I've not read. And that's, that's a hobby I haven't gotten deep into like you have, but uh, this, um, what compelled me immediately um, to pay attention to this game when it was in, it was when it went to, to Kickstarter was the box cover uh, uh, because I mean, mind management. And then you get what you see on the cover, which is a half a face of a 1950s 
escadron girl. And then the other half is a gun and fire and carnage and her, you know, the mind going completely chaotic kind of thing. And uh, my brain immediately went, I like he. So uh, uh, what it is essentially is a hidden movement game where you're like all hidden movement. It's like all hidden movement games, but it's so different. Um, you are a recruiter for the mind management uh, uh, corporation that controls everything, big brother, right? Uh, and those archetypes. And uh, you, uh, through the night um, and uh, through it, like a period of time, uh, you are trying to go and recruit other um, candidates for the mind management company and, and turn them into your uh, psychic drones kind of thing. Now, again, I don't know the IP so I'm just subjectively going off of, of what I'm creatively making all these connections with because the characters in the game probably are significant, but to me, they're only significant for what they do mecha mechanistically in the game. Um, so like I said, you've got the recruiter who has the hidden movement through the game, and then you have your four uh, chasers or four rebels that are trying to uh, capture the recruiter and and foil their plans of of gathering more uh, candidates for the the mind management corporation. Now, what's really cool in this game is uh, how you determine where these recruits are and how you determine what kind of path you're going to take. The cool thing about this is um, you, uh, the path that your recruiter goes on, you can never cross over the path that you've created, except if your character has those rule-breaking uh, um, uh, um, parts to, uh, the, you know, their, their character. And um, so how it works is there's, I think about, mm, I'm going to go out on a limb here, um, eight to 12 different uh, uh, icons. There's like, there's five billboards and then there's five, monks and there's and those are populated over the board and each quadrant in this in this eight by eight board um, has two of these uh, icons so when you're the recruiter you randomly pick three and those icons determine what locations in this city that your recruits your potential recruits can be picked up at and you snake your way through the board trying to gobble up these recruits and with that sense of deduction, uh, that's one of those elements, uh, huge deep elements that uh, as you're going through with the actions that you have to ask, have you been here? Have you been there? Um, and all these clues pop up that the more information revealed on the board, the tighter the noose gets. And this is a game that I think probably 10 minutes into it, I already knew that I was putting... Uh, uh, um, uh, White Chapel up for sale. So, wow. yeah, big, bird, and, big big shoes to fill. Well, Jack the Ripper was that was my favorite, uh, the, you know, hidden movement chase game, and this one immediately, and also because of uh, I, I forget the the term they use with the unboxing of 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 variables, the shift the shift, the shift system. system. That's it where if you are the recruiter and you lose, well, let's help you. Let's nudge you back up into more powerful position by opening up the next shift box. And they go one to eight. And uh, when we spoke to Sen, um, he told us that uh, 
when they're designing the game, him and Jay were like, well, let's put this in and let's put that in and let's put this in and let's keep adding all these cool things. And uh, I think uh, Asen referred to it as they, they blew up their playtesters' heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so they came up with this idea of the shift system where you slowly release these uh, um, other potentials in the game. And uh, yeah, so far... I'm 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 completely wrapped up in this, and uh, it's it's so intriguing that uh, as I said, we're gonna in a regular Wednesday night we're, it's coming out again, and I'm I'm gonna keep trying to bring this game out because I want to explore it so much before I talk about it because I wanna I wanna I wanna have a good uh, I wanna I wanna have intelligent things to say about it because that would be different. <laughs> nice. So yeah, mind management. Um, if you love hidden movement stuff. This, yeah, give it a go. Cool. Yeah. So uh, that's what uh, that's, that's what, what we've been playing. That's what we've been playing. So Ryan, where can people find us, man? Man, they can find us everywhere. You can <laughs> find us on YouTube. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. All at Bridge City Board Gamers at BC Board Gamers. We also have oh sorry, and we also have Instagram I at Instagram. BC Board Gamers as well. Uh, so check us out on all those. And then also check us out here. What you've been playing Wednesdays, launching every Wednesday and cardboard conjecture coming out every Saturday as well. So on all of your favorite podcatching things, all I don't right. know what they actually called. <laughs> I'm gonna I let you take care of that. <laughs> Say goodbye, Norm. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Say goodbye, Norm. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> hey there it's norm from cardboard conjecture podcast i'm back again um uh, we gotta talk about uh what the community here in the uh, bridge city board gamers facebook page has been playing so what you've been playing wednesday Facebook community. So let's start with Scott. Uh, says, finally finished our four-player run through of the Galaxy's Most Wanted campaign for Marvel Champions. Sad to say we did not beat Ronan, though, spoiler alert, though we tried a couple of times. Uh, and secret playtesting stuff that I cannot talk about. Sorry. Maybe I shouldn't have said that on the Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, four-player Marvel Champions. Wow, that's that's crazy. That's busy. Um, I've only played up to two, and, and uh, I, I kind of like that. And of course, solo play. So, uh, Dave. Dave, I've uh, been playing a couple of games of Dune Imperium once a week for a couple of weeks now. It's even better now that we've all seen the mo- Oh, you've seen the movie. I haven't yet. I'm so sad. But I'm happy. So, uh, super stoked for the expansion coming out soon. Yes, there is. And Dune Imperium is a fantastic game. Uh, brought to you by the production company and design team that uh, has produced Clank, the Clank series. So um, they, they, they've got their stuff figured out when it comes to deck building and such. A little bit of worker placement. Ryan. Ryan F. this time. Uh, Gloomhaven. Yeah. Tsuro. The Haunted Mansion and Vampire Rivals. Gloomhaven. I could spend a weekend playing Gloomhaven. That's such a good game. Hans uh, played Cascadia, Terraforming Mars, Kanban, 
Point Salad, Nova Luna, and Witchstone. What a range of games from from uh, very very medium to heavy to to uh, point salady fillers. So yeah, those are all fantastic games. Cascadia, I am still having so much fun with that game. Uh, yeah, Tim, last uh, this last week, uh, Retro Lunacy, cool. I don't know that one, but cool. Uh, Travis, Travis S. played Dwellings of Eldervale. Uh, it's a different and neat experience, but overall doesn't really do it for me. I think it could have been better with a little bit of uh, variability in the factions somehow. I'm not sure, just missing something for me. And you know what? That's totally okay, right? That's the best thing about this hobby is you find that game that scratches that itch in your brain. So yeah, but there's, you know, you just keep trying different stuff. Sarah played Sushi Go. Uh, yes, a simple game, but fun. Absolutely fun. And I'm looking at my copy right now of Sushi Go Party. Uh, that's kind of like, take it to the next level. Jason, uh, we played Juicy Fruits and Project L this week. Uh, Juicy Fruits, I believe that's Capstone that had brought that out. And uh, everybody's having a lot of fun with that one. Jonathan, uh, Viscounts of the West Kingdom, PAX Premier 2nd Edition. Uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, Bonanza, and Arboretum. Arboretum, by far, probably one of my... I will play that game anytime. Fantastic game. Uh, so simple. Pick up two cards, play one to your tableau, and discard one. And the discarding of your cards has to be the most painful decision ever. Um, and uh, for those who played that game, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Bonanza... Uh, Uwe Rosenberg, probably one of my favorite Rosenberg games because, um, yeah, just so clever. Clever and straightforward. I love it. Uh, John played Imperium Classics. I want to get some of that play down. I don't have to. Can't find that game. Um, and Hadara. I've heard of Hadara, but I have not heard lots of Hadara. Uh, Marianne um, played, uh, I'm looking at the picture, Senators. Wow, that looks like a pretty cool Euro. That's another game that I've not yet played, so I'm going to do some research. Uh, moving on, Tobias, uh, Everdell, and Tapestry. Um, yeah, I have not played Everdale, played Tapestry. I liked it. I liked it. I think out of the um, Stonemeyer games, probably my top two favorites in whatever order, uh, Viticulture and uh, Euphoria. So, is, am I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I have got the expansion for it. I haven't played it yet, though. Yikes. Uh, and uh, let's finish off with James. Uh, gave Champions of Hara a shot. Uh, and after the learning curve, it was a ton of fun. Yeah, you know what? There's some games out there that, uh, you know, repeated plays uh, is a huge benefit. And um, um, that, uh, that's part of the joy of, of exploring some games. Um, and as we said at the top of the show, this is also what you've not been playing, and I can't finish this off without throwing out some games that I haven't been playing that are sitting on my shelf looking at me with, with confusion why they're not on the table. And um, one of them is Atlantis Rising. Uh, I picked that one up because it, it had such good... Uh, from the reviewers and content creators that I trust, there was a lot of good, uh, um, um, you know... I. Uh, 
talk about it. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. But yeah, a lot of people said a lot of good things about it. And uh, so yeah, I picked it up and uh, did some reading, read the rule book. And hopefully this weekend I'll get that on the table. Um, it looks like such a cool worker placement cooperative game. And I mean, ultimately, Atlantis is going to sink. So, I mean, it's just sort of this race to, to get to the finish before the, you know, the game uh, finishes you off. Um, uh, another one that I haven't got to the table. What, what I haven't been playing yet is Praga Kaput Regni. Um, I really, uh, Vladimir Suhi, and uh, I really love his games, Underwater Cities, uh, Shipyard. We played Shipyard last week. Man, what a great game. That's an unsung hero of, of some of his titles. And um, a couple that I haven't played that I got this summer, and I still, I kickstarted, and um, Crescent City Cargo and Captains of the Gulf, both Spielwerk games uh, designed by Jason Dinger, I believe. And uh, yeah, those two games, I, 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 I followed it uh, to the point where I put some money down on Kickstarter. I'm not a big Kickstarter, so Ryan's the Kickstarter dude. So, um, yeah, I did that. And, um, hmm, you know, as far as those, those are the ones that I want to get to the table right away. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> what you not been playing? Kind of embarrassed, kind of embarrassed. But I can fix that pretty quick. Um, and, you know, that being said, I want to thank everybody so much for uh, having a listen of what everyone here on the collaboration has has played recently and what we haven't played recently. And uh, that being said, keep your stick on the ice and take care out there, eh? <laughs>